Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Facing Adversity. Well, this is an important topic, right? Facing adversity. And I absolutely love what my guest today has to say about this. It's one of the things that can be those momentous moments in life that we remember that shift how we move forward. So facing adversity is usually something we see as a challenge, something we see as difficult. And I want to start introducing it as something that is necessary for growth, meaning when adversity shows up in our life, it is an opportunity always to grow, to expand, to take a look at what needs to change, to to really reevaluate how we're doing life. That's the beautiful thing about being human is we have choice and we're able to make new choices at any point and move into a new frequency and a new energy and therefore attract different things into our life. So my guest today is coach Michael Taylor. He's an entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, and radio show host who has dedicated his life to empowering men and women to reach their full potential. He knows firsthand how to overcome adversity and build a rewarding and fulfilling life, and he is sharing his knowledge and wisdom with others to support them in creating the life of their dreams. So with no further ado, let's welcome Michael Taylor to the show. Michael, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. It is my absolute pleasure. And before we begin, I want to acknowledge your listeners because it's so important to have these types of conversations. And the more people we can get involved in these conversations, the more we shift the frequency of the, of the humanity. So I want to acknowledge you for the show, for creating a platform that allows me to share my wisdom and information to, again, increase the vibration of the planet. So thank you. Wonderful. Yes, we have an awesome community and I love all of the listeners who tune in here. We're all tuning into super high vibe frequency and just starting to, you know, integrate as much as we can and expand. Certainly it's a time where we have the option to take a look at a lot in our life and expand. And so I was really excited when I went through your book, Adversity is Your Greatest Ally. And there were so many points in the book that I was shaking my head, yes. Like, that's how I know I love a book. I literally start shaking my head. Nobody's watching, but I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> um, yes, yes, this is so good. So I want to dive into this, but before we get into the book, um, I'm wondering if you can share, you know, you don't write a book called Adversity is Your Greatest Ally unless you know, you've been through some adversity. So I wonder if you could take us into your journey a little bit um, at how you kind of learned this lesson and came to write this book. Well, let's begin. I was born in the inner city projects of Corpus Christi, Texas to a single mom with six kids. And we were basically the poster children for poverty back in the 60s. And when I was in high school in 11th grade, I went to this seminar and this guy convinced me that I could get rich selling vacuum cleaners. 
And so I dropped out of high school to try to get rich selling vacuum cleaners, which was a really poor choice. But um, fortunately for me, I landed a job with a building supply company and I worked extremely hard. I climbed the corporate ladder and at the age of 20, 22, I was living the American dream. I had the house, the wife, the 2.5 kids and all of that. And by society standards, I had succeeded. And then within approximately a six and a half year time frame, that American dream turned into the American nightmare as I went through a divorce, bankruptcy, a foreclosure, a deep, deep state of depression. And I was homeless for two years living out of my car. And during the darkest period of my life, I received a miracle. I was sitting up late one night because I was too depressed to sleep. And I was sitting at the edge of my bed, looking across the room at my bookshelf, when I happened to notice that every book on my bookshelf had something to do with getting rich or making money. And as I looked at those books, this question just popped in my head. Michael, what if you took all the energy and effort you've used in trying to get rich and simply figure out how to be happy? And it was that single simple question that literally saved and changed my life in an instant. Because all of a sudden, something in me shifted. And I had this amazing clarity that I was going to be able to rebuild my life and it was going to become extraordinary. And so as a result of that question, I went on this amazing journey of transformation and was able to rebuild my life. And now I am an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, radio and TV show host who is committed to empowering people to reach their full potential by transforming their lives from the inside out. So awesome. So what do you think that, what do you attribute that looking back on it, that shift, that moment where you said, wait, maybe it's not just about making money. Maybe it's about being happy. Like what was that shift for you and how did that start to change things? Well, first of all, I believe the universe is perfect and everything happens for a reason. And as I reflect back over all those challenges that I mentioned, I realized that every gift, I mean, every adversity brought me a gift and a lesson. And so my divorce was actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it challenged me for the first time to stop looking outside of myself and to start looking within. And so what I recognize is in that moment that I asked that question, that was my higher self. That was my soul saying, look, you're not doing what you were put on the planet to do. And I have to take drastic measures to get your attention so that I can put you back on track. And so that was just the voice of my higher self calling me to do something greater. Man, isn't that the truth? Do you look back on those times and, and say to yourself, like, I'm so happy? Because I think when we're in the middle of these adversities, it feels like, why is this happening to me, right? It can feel like the rug just got pulled out from underneath you. But I always look back in my own life and feel so deeply grateful for them. Like I wouldn't trade them. How do you look upon it? Oh, absolutely. And you know, if I had to do my life all over again, I wouldn't change a thing because I recognize and I can literally pinpoint the gift in every adversity in my life. And I can see how the universe was guiding me along this whole journey. I can see that even during the darkest period of my life, there was this presence that was there with me. And I like to think of it as in terms of love because I believe love is the ultimate energy of the universe. Yep. And so as I look at all those painful, challenging, dramatic experiences, I can also feel and see 
the love that was in all of them. Because my belief is that there is but one presence and one power in the universe. And you can call it power, whatever you want to call it. But I say that power is love. And so if love is the emanating force of the universe, that means everything that happens to us, even though it may be difficult, is actually done out of love. And if we can get to that place where we see that, then when adversities show up, and if we can embrace that idea, know that love is always present, it allows us to move through all those difficult and challenging times. Yeah, it's so true. And you said something, I think there was a line, I might not get this exact, but you talked about adversity as preparation for something remarkable, like something remarkable is going to happen in your life if you're going through an adversity. And I thought that was really beautiful because I was looking back, you know, on the things I would call adversities in my life. And it's really true. Like you're on the threshold of a whole new perspective, a whole new way of being like something's opening up, right? If you're closing doors, some door is opening somewhere. And so I thought it was beautiful how you said that. Do you feel like every adversity has that seed of opportunity or the, the threshold of moving into something remarkable? Yeah, I say and believe that every breakdown is preparation for breakthrough. And so again, things are challenging and difficult. And I know for a lot of people that may be right in the middle of some major adversities, it, it sounds sound of, sort of woo-woo-ish. But I do know that when we are in breakdown, if we will learn to focus our attention on that simple idea that love is always present, if we, can, if we can wrap our heads and hearts around that, love is always present. So when we're in the middle of it, then we can recognize or try to recognize that, okay, so if the universe is perfect and the universe loves me, and if I'm in pain, that means that I'm simply disconnected from the understanding that the love is trying to show me. And so if I can just grasp this idea that breakdowns are simply preparations for breakthroughs, it gives me a different attitude about the challenges that I may be, de I may be dealing with. Absolutely. That is so beautifully said. And, and that perspective shift on your challenges probably changes the path to the breakthrough a little bit, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, I think, you know, I think adversity would probably be a word that or challenges that people have used, you know, through 2020 that we just came through and maybe even, you know, currently, right? Like they, we have collectively been going through adversity in all ways, shapes, and forms. And that's why I think this conversation is so important at this time. And you talk about in your book, like five keys to turn adversities into allies. And I think it's so important as we move into 2021 to really have that perspective shift and start looking at how do we, you know, how do we see the love in it and how do we get to the breakthrough? So the first one you talk about is take 100% responsibility for your life. This is the part where I was shaking my head. Yes, like hundred <laughs> times. I've had such a powerful experience with this and, and sometimes, right, the ego just really is challenged by taking 100% responsibility for your life. Like there are always those moments, at least there was for me, where it's like, I can take responsibility for all of this, but these two things I'm having a hard time with, right? So yeah. tell us a little bit about, you know, taking responsibility. Well, but let me share this. And this is, again, this is my belief. If we look back at 2020, as difficult and as challenging as it was, if we will buy into the idea 
that breakdown is always preparation for breakthrough. Well, I will assert that 2020 was a major breakdown collectively for humanity. But at the same time, I also believe that we laid the foundation for an amazing breakthrough for humanity. And so I consider myself to be an irrepressible optimist. That's the lens through which I see the world. And so as I look around and see you know, all the negativity, it's easy for people to fall victim to that. Yeah. But that's why it's important for us to begin that spiritual journey. That's why it's important for us to connect with our authentic selves, because it allows us to see the perfection in the universe. And I believe, again, I just think that we've laid the foundation for something amazing. And collectively, as a species, our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. So with that being said, it does boil down to an individual's willingness to accept 100% responsibility for their life. And as difficult and as challenging as that might be, it is the key to transformation. Because as human beings, we have a tendency to point fingers and place blame on others when things don't go our way. That's just human nature. But we have to embrace our spiritual nature. Our spiritual nature says that I have brought to me every experience that shows up. And when we take responsibility and commit to that understanding, then we become powerful because we can now control, not control, but we can now understand that if you understand the law of attraction, we have attracted to us everything we need to help us grow into the divine beings that we are. And if we embrace the idea that love is the foundation of it all, Everything that shows up is love. So if I'm 100% responsible for that, okay, what am I to learn from this experience? If, if I can ask myself that question when I'm right smack dab in the middle of something, if I quiet my mind and listen to my heart, my heart will begin to tell me and guide me to next steps. But the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that it looks like society's doing it to me. It looks like my ex-wife is doing it. To, it looks like my kid. No, it's me. So when I take responsibility and not place blame and point fingers, then I have power. It's so true. And that was the turning point in my kind of, I call it my dark night of the soul or my big transformation was when I had this powerful experience, a spiritual experience where I was like, I created all of this. It changed everything for me in a moment. Like, like in a snap of a finger, my whole lens and my whole perspective shifted, which allowed me to get unstuck in that moment, right? Because I had been stuck for a year in feeling like a victim of life, right? Feeling like a right. victim of other people and blaming and why did it have to happen this way and all that kind of circular thinking that we can get into. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, you know what? I created this and I'm going to be responsible for it. You know, I just forgot I came here and created this experience, right? <laughs> um, is That's when everything, like everything, almost instantaneously started to change. And I was so in awe of that. Like that really, you know, something I had felt like I was kind of going through the murky waters for a year that in the snap of a finger in that moment, everything shifted. And I think it's important to know that that shift can happen. Just like you were sharing, you know, with that, looking at your books and, and that shift just occurring instantaneously. Yeah. We, we can have those instantaneous awakenings that 
something in us shifts and we're able to now see past what you might call the ego mind. And I know, once again, from for the people who may be listening, when we're smack dab in the middle of maybe a disease or a divorce or losing a job, it's difficult to understand this idea because it feels like we're being attacked and we're not responsible, but ultimately, if we want to gain authentic power in our lives, we must be willing to embrace the idea that everything that shows up in my life, and I mean literally everything that shows up in my life, brings me a gift. And if I can open my heart to find the gift, then I can move through that challenge, if you will. Mm, beautifully said. The second key you talk about is getting out of your comfort zone. Why is that important? <laughs> we as human beings have this insatiable need to be comfortable. <laughs> but we have to understand that if it doesn't challenge us, it can't change us. And so if we aren't willing to get out of our comfort zone, if we're gonna keep playing small, we're not gonna grow. We're not gonna be transformed. Now, the universe has a sense of humor. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> and so, you know, I as, I as I reflect back over my life and I, I think about, you know, when I was climbing the corporate ladder and, and doing what society says I was supposed to do, I was trapped on what I'll call the societal roller coaster. And that I think everyone can relate to this thing where you're on this roller coaster and you're going around and around and around, but you're really not going anywhere. And sometimes we want to get off, but society says, no, you got to stay on this roller coaster because that's what society says you're supposed to do. But sometimes we have to be willing to jump. We have to, if, it, if we can't get off, we have to just jump off. And I wrote a poem uh, in one of my books called The Roller Coaster. And I talk about how I was on this roller coaster and I couldn't figure out how to get off. And I finally decided that, you know what? I don't care what happens to me. I'm going to jump off this roller coaster. And at the end of the poem, I say, you know, when I made the decision to jump, as my body was flinging through the air, all of a sudden I did exactly what I knew I could do. I flew. And so getting out of your comfort zone means you're willing to take a risk and you're just gonna jump. <laughs> and you're just gonna go, I trust myself enough to know that number one, I'm gonna be okay. But I'm jumping because that part of me that's causing me to jump is guiding me to something bigger. And in order to do that, we've got to get uncomfortable. And that's why it's so important to get out of our comfort zone, because without discomfort, we are not growing. So true. And you talk about number three is you must commit to your own growth. And commitment is a very powerful word. Commitment is simply an internal promise that we make to ourselves that we're not going to quit. So we have to make an internal promise to ourselves that we aren't going to quit no matter what it is we're attempting to do. So if we're going to commit to our personal growth, that means we make a promise to ourselves that we're constantly growing and learning and improving ourselves and going deeper. And that's where the magic happens. <laughs> When we commit to really investing in our personal growth and development, doing the reading of books, listening to programs like this, doing our meditation practice, loving each other, those are the things that when we commit to, 
helps transform us from the inside out. And so when we do that and we commit to that, we become who we were destined to be. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, and, you know, you get that commitment tested and that's the great part of it, right? Those moments where you feel challenged to take that next step or to get out of your comfort zone or to grow further. And every time in my personal life that I have faced that life gets so much better. Like every breakthrough, like you talk about, um, is just more of that internal, I want to call it soul empowerment. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, here's, here's a great story. When I, I started going doing some interviews uh, with one of my books and a friend and I went to this one radio station and we were being interviewed and the host asked, you know, if we wanted to start our own radio program because we were talking about the changing roles of manhood and masculinity in society. Mm, great and so, topic. And so I said, yeah, you know, that might be a good idea. And so my friend and I, you know, we came up with a, a radio show name. And so we were going to launch this thing. And about three days before we were supposed to do our very first show, my friend backed out. And so a part of me said, well, let's just cancel the show because I, I wasn't really comfortable. I didn't think I could pull it off by myself. But then there was a part of me that said, Michael, you've got to do this. Even if you do it alone, you've got to do this. So I go on the radio. And I am so nervous. I was absolutely terrified. Not only was I terrified, I was also terrible on the radio <laughs> because <laughs> I, was, I was so nervous. And there were so many ahs and ums. And as a matter of fact, one of the callers even called in and told me how terrible I was on the radio. <laughs> but I, I committed. I said, look. And as a matter of fact, even on the radio, I apologize. I said, look, I'm not perfect yet. I said, but trust me, I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. If you'll bear with me, I'll get better. And so it was in making that commitment that I was going to do it. I was going to get uncomfortable. And trust me, it was so uncomfortable, but I pushed myself through it. And now here I am some 20 years later, you know, I've done national television, radio, uh, as a speaker, I'm just passionate on stage and there's no fear. And so it was my willingness to get out of my comfort zone, to commit to my growth and to become who I was destined to be. So you got to take those steps. Oh, such a great story. And it's so true. Like sometimes, you know, for the first of anything, you, it just, just showing up, right? That's it. Like you just have yeah. to show up and do right. it. Right. And every time it's going to get easier and better, and you're going to, you know, you're going to master anything you continually show up to. That's an awesome story. Um, number four, you talk about developing a positive attitude. Attitude is everything, literally everything, because what we think about, we bring about. And so if we have a negative attitude, that means that we're constantly running negative thoughts through our mind. That's all an attitude is, it's just a re repetition of the thoughts that we're thinking. And so when we shift that from an attitude to, I mean, if we shift to an attitude of gratitude, meaning we now begin having positive thoughts, which then creates a positive attitude. Well, remember the universe is perfect and like attracts like. If I have a positive mental attitude and I'm having positive thoughts most of the time, guess what I'm going to attract into my experience? On the other hand, if I have a negative attitude and there's constantly negative thoughts going through my mind, I am going to attract more negativity. 
So a positive mental attitude is, is the foundation of transformation. Now, there's a lot of people that have this idea that, you know, being positive means you're not being authentic with your true emotions. I get a lot of accusations from friends that I'm in denial because I'm happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not that. Being positive is, again, it's an energy. And that doesn't mean that I don't feel anger. I don't feel sadness. I don't feel fear. It means that my predominant thoughts are positive. And therefore, laying that foundation by being positive, I'm going, as mentioned, going to attract more positive things to me. But the key here is how you feel. When you're positive, the feeling, the energy in you feels good. <laughs> when you're negative, it doesn't feel so good. So the key is having that positive mental attitude because it attracts more positive into your life. It's so true. And I'm glad you made the distinction about feeling your feelings, right? If you're having a sad day or something sad happens, you're going to feel your emotions about that. But your set point is a positive energy, right? right. So right. so it doesn't mean that we are burying things because that's not good, right? That'll seep through. But but feel what comes up for you and feel it fully and allow that to clear. And then, you know, you're at your your set point of positivity. Yeah. And again, that's why I talk a lot about the importance of making peace with your past and healing any uh, past traumas that you may be dealing with. Because if you don't do that, then you'll hide behind uh, that trauma. Uh, it's important to address those emotional issues so that you can feel and be authentic with how you feel. That's really important. Absolutely. I agree with that. And do you, like when you are working with people or talking about this, like, do you feel like that making peace with your past is one of the important first steps in starting to, you know, take advantage of these keys and integrate them into your life? Well, let me share this. I used to be, well, still am actually, a huge Anthony Robbins fan. You know, the motivational speaker, Anthony Robbins? Yep. Yeah. So, I did his firewalk. I studied neuro-linguistic programming and all of that motivational stuff. And that was instrumental in helping me get my life back on track. And it was really good stuff. But it wasn't until I addressed some deeper stuff, uh, some really traumatic childhood stuff that I actually became free. Because what happened was uh, I possibly had the worst childhood a child could have. Every imaginable type of abuse you can imagine, I experienced from between the ages of six and 13. And so what I learned was one of the reasons why I had been so successful in my life is because I was driven by a deep sense of shame. And that shame was what was driving my success. So I was this insatiable, I had this insatiable need for approval. I was a people pleaser, Mr. Nice Guy kind of person. And it was the result of a lot of internalized shame. So when I did the Anthony Robbins stuff, as good as it was, I was still running from being authentic. And I hadn't addressed the shame that I was really feeling. And when I did some work by a guy named John Bradshaw, who did some work called inner child work, 
And his work allowed me to heal a lot of the childhood emotional trauma. And that's when I really became free. That's when I really connected with my authentic self because I was able to remove, or shall I say, release a lot of trapped negativity, negative energy and pain that I had been carrying around. So, you know, you hear the term spiritual bypassing where, you know, I got involved with the new age movement for a long time and, you know, everything's positive, everything's good, you know, that kind of thing. And I realized that even during that time, I was hiding behind some intense feelings of shame, but it wasn't until I healed that, that I authentically connected with my higher self. I authentically connected with spirituality. And that's how I was able to really wake up to the divine human being that I was born to be. Yeah, beautifully said. Such powerful work. I feel like that is foundational. And, you know, as we move forward in the world, I feel like those messages and the way that you just described it are so important because the way like I intuit it is is many times we're rolling over the top of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to, I call it painting over rust. Mm -hmm. except for that rust is going to always seep through, right? It's always, if it's in your field, it's incomplete. You haven't, you know, gone back and healed those parts of yourself. You're almost fighting against that, right? And trying to, trying to paint something nice over the top of it, rather than what you beautifully uh, explained is just getting to a state of freedom, right? From that, because you've released it. Yeah. And and, and it, it boils down, and this is really, really difficult for men, specifically because we live in a culture that teaches men that it's not okay to feel. But what I have learned is that feelings are the language of the soul. And if we don't authentically heal anything that's keeping us from authentically feeling our essence of who we are, then we can't really be all we were designed to be because we'll create these pseudo masks that we hide behind and, you know, even when I was first started writing, you know, as a speaker and, and an author, you know, I, I had this false sense of being happy and successful that I was hiding behind. But I had to be willing once again to go in and heal some of that shame that had been there since I was, you know, six years old. And I, there's a guy named Tim Kelly, wrote a wonderful book called True Purpose. And in the book, he talks about what he calls your sacred wound. And he said, as human beings, you know, we all have a sacred wound and the sacred wound is simply an experience or an event that something happens, it's generally painful, and then we make a decision that there's something wrong with us. And so when we have that sacred wound, it's the foundation of who we are, but we have to be willing to recognize it that it's, it's an event that when we recognize it's significant and move past it, we see the gift in it. So for me, my sacred wound occurred when I was six years old and I was separated from my mom. And, you know, psychologists would, psychologists would tell you I created an abandonment issue. Well, see, it was that event, that sacred event that set everything in motion for me. And what I can now go back and understand and see is how that event was the sacred wound that set my entire life in motion. That event that at the beginning, I felt unlovable, 
I felt, you know, afraid that no one would love me. And I tried to hide those feelings for a long time. But in healing that, that sacred wound became just that. It became a sacred experience that laid the foundation to prepare me for doing exactly what I'm doing today. Mm, so good. So good. And you talk about the fifth key to turning adversities into allies is you must discover your unique gifts and talents. Yeah. See, I never dreamed of being a writer or a speaker. Matter of fact, I didn't know I had the gift of writing. I didn't start writing until I was in my late 30s. And so if I had of still, you know, if I would have still been living that corporate job, doing all of that, I never would have uncovered that gift of writing. I never would have uncovered the gift of speaking. So if we really do our work, those gifts will show up. They are inherent in us. They're encoded in our DNA. We simply have to be willing to wake up to them because they're there. And sometimes, once again, it takes <laughs> the universe's, uh, you know, bumps upside the head to wake us up to them. But when we find those gifts and talents, when we uncover those gifts and talents, and we figure out a way to apply those gifts and talents to support others in making the world a better place, then we have found our divine purpose. Because our Purpose will be found at the intersection of that which we're good at and love to do and that which the world needs. And so when we find that, we connect to divinity and then we become purpose-driven spirits. Ooh, I love that. Can you say that again? The intersection of? The intersection of that which you love and are good at and that which the world needs. Yes. That is so awesome. That is That's so where good. You find your purpose. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I think, I mean, those are just five keys to even going through life, right? Like <laughs> this life experience. I mean, not just adversaries, you know, adversities to allies, um, but just understanding who we really are. And, yeah. and why you're here and uncovering, you know, the beautiful expansion and growth that happens as we walk through this life, if we show up to it. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I want to ask you our four questions that we ask all of our guests. But before we do that, can you share where people can listen to you, find you, your online hub, all that good stuff? Yeah, the simplest way is go to coachmichaeltaylor.com. And from there, you can connect with me on social media and find access to all my other stuff. CoachMichaelTaylor.com. Wonderful. Amazing. So the four questions we ask are really an opportunity to just explore new things that are showing up in your world and ways that you might be growing, expanding realizations you might have had recently. And they are through the lens of a process I take people through called the anatomy of transformation. So there are four pillars in the process. Uh, the first one is truth. And I believe that truth is a catalyst. We come across, you know, new personal truths or realizations all the time, and those can really set a new energy in motion. So what is a truth that you have uncovered recently in your life? The truth that I've recently uncovered? Well, the truth that has the most impact on me without question is as a former atheist who did not believe in a power greater than myself. Um, through this journey of transformation that I've gone through, the truth that I have come to know and understand is that 
there is a divine intelligence that created and is still creating this amazing universe that we live in. And I am simply a divine expression of that intelligence. Mm, so beautiful. And what did you, the second question is about release. What needed to be released as you went through the process of coming to this truth and clarity? I had to be willing to heal that shame that was keeping me from being my authentic self. I had to be willing to embrace the divinity that was within me. I had to be willing to speak up and share my truth with others through writing and speaking. Uh, I went through a period where I struggled with uh, imposter syndrome because you know, I don't have any formal degrees or any formal trainings. And, and so at the beginning, I kind of struggle with, well, who am I to be saying these things? Who am I to write books? You know, so I struggled with that for a while. So I just came to my own truth that I have something to say and I do my best to share it. Mm, beautifully said. And what started to change in your life experience as you started to release these things and really step into your authentic self and start writing and showing up in a different way? How did that evolve your life personally? It allowed me to intimately connect with others. I, for so many years, kept people at a distance. Um, I hid behind titles, labels. Um, I didn't allow myself to be authentically loved. And so by going through this process, finding my truth and opening my heart, it allowed me to truly be able to connect with other human beings. Mm, beautifully said. And from that vibration of true connection, what has, what has magnetized itself to you through alignment? So what are the things that have come into your life? You know, once we open ourselves up and we shift our own internal frequency, we attract different things just through alignment alone. So what, what has come into your world as a byproduct of that? Uh, being interviewed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a vibrational alignment, right? Absolutely. Um, seriously, though, because what has happened is I've begun attracting uh, conversations like this around the globe, um, attracting opportunities to speak on platforms that allow me to share my message with others. Um, I think probably the, the miracle of it all is the, the, the ability to write books. Um, I have this amazing process now that um, I've written a book a year for the past six years. Wow. Um, it's, it's an amazing, amazing connection that I have. And so what has manifested is that, number one, I recognize how I am the creator of my life and everything that shows up into it, in it. And therefore, I am able to manifest amazing opportunities to help impact the world, which is what it's all about. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so true. It's at a certain, I don't know, place in growth. It almost feels like that energy of love, right? That big divine source just kind of takes over, right? And allows you to express your gifts and, and takes you all the places you need to go, right? Connects you with all the people. It feels like more flow, right? With the old, old world way of being is push, right? And this feels like flow. And it sounds like there's amazing things flowing into your life. So thank you so much for sharing. You have amazing wisdom. I'm so glad you've written these books. I loved your book. Um, 
adversity is your greatest ally. I think it's a super important read at this time. Well, again, I am just so honored to be connected with you because, you know, this soul frequency, I, I love that title um, because as human beings, as we individually increase our vibration, we increase that vibration throughout the world. And so it's, I think we've, we've hit that critical mass where more and more people are waking up to this idea and wanting to connect to that authentic self. And so my job is to share the lessons that I've learned in supporting others to do that. And in doing so, we transform the world and we eventually will create heaven right here on earth. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. 